Hello everyone, it's episode 74 of the General Damage Podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? Yes, it's going. It's It feels like a month since we've done this, but it's only been a week. Dude, I totally feel you on it feels like a month since we last did this. It does, it feels like, okay good, it's not just me. Crazy shit has been happening at my work. So the distance of the time we've been doing this is it's nuts. I don't know. I feel like because of the upload, it actually feels a lot shorter for me. That's fair. Yeah. yeah you've been listening to it a bit more than we have, so that makes a bit sense. But uh, uh, real quick, uh, bit. I'm Nick. Uh, I'm Will. And I'm Shane. Yeah, you is. Fucking five. <laughs> yes, you is. And you're only five. That'll be a great shirt one day. And I'm Shane. Well, I'm Shane. <laughs> I'm Shane. It's just a little, like, toddler. Yeah. <laughs> just get a baby picture of yourself I'll put it on a shirt that says I'm Shane I've got plenty of those was yeah. saying, all you have to do is either A. ask Ashley or B. talk to your mom yeah <laughs> N- knowing Ashley if she listens to this she will probably hop onto photoshop and immediately make it yeah. I could easily if, she, if it. she finds it if she finds it funny enough yeah yeah, you could do it, but at the same time, I don't think it'll add a certain finesse and humiliation to it, like Ashley. Oh, yeah, because, I, mean, well, I mean, it's not really humiliation. I own it, like... Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. It's true. Oh, by the way, I wanted to correct something real quick, because Ashley was yes, listening sir. to last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, actually, what was it? It was... She said... It was about um, Unreal Tournament, and I was like, whatever, that was her favorite. Mm-hmm. And I got it wrong. And she was like, no, you actually said, uh, let me check my text real quick. Uh, let's see, it was, because she, she, she made a point to, to like, tell me, because she was like, you were so close, but not really there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, mm. of course, I was off, because I just did it. I think I said, like, one and three were her favorite, is what I wanted to say, but I said two was her favorite, and she's like, no, I hate two. Gotcha. <laughs> Okay. Well, what was her favorite then? It's either it's one or three. It's one or three. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, which is, okay, which I is know like a large the... margin to miss by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know there is a huge there there's the the competitive multiplayer aspect to Unreal, but was there ever an Unreal game with a campaign? I think there was, it just wasn't good. It's not something yeah. it wasn't something that was like Deep and amazing and fulfilling. Fair enough. I think, fair enough. Well, so what Ashley talks about it, she used to play with her dad and her brother. Mm-hmm. And right. going from the computer setup they have at their house, they basically had their own private server. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like giant land party. I, yeah. Funny enough, uh, I I was thinking back to it, and you kind of mentioned about land party. Um, in in high school, uh, we had our, our computer lab, and all the computers in there uh, had. Uh, unreal uh, oh. and so like sometimes at lunch just kind of go in there and game with buddies nice yeah it's pretty dope in my high school someone started installing classic starcraft on a bunch of the old computers yeah we had that yeah. and then uh, also buddy, had a buddy a, of a server for yeah. uh, not civ but risk mm. Jeez. sim was on a lot of computers in my middle school yeah um which that was always a fun game but uh in high school, a buddy of mine installed because he asked computer uh, the teacher if he can do it. He installed Diablo two. Oh, all right. Um, and it, and and we kind of had this chess club 
thing going on with this with this teacher. We would we would go into this guy's classroom and we talk him, and he had a Johnny Bravo kind of haircut or an Elvis kind of haircut, oh, like a pompadour. <laughs> yeah, like a pompadour thing, and mm-hmm. he, you know, he he was an interesting kind of dude. Um, and we would chat with him and stuff, and then we started playing chess with him, and then all of a sudden the club formed around us for that year. Cool. You know, pe- people were playing chess, and they had they had a tournament. And then my friend sold. He started list, he started playing Diablo on the computer in the in the classroom. <laughs> so he pl- he would play Diablo, and everyone else would be playing checker or chess, checkers or chess. And sometimes, occasionally, there'd be a game of Chinese checkers. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was cool to see all the chess sets that people are donating. There was a Simpsons chess. There was the Lord of the Rings chess, and that's when the Lord of the Rings was hot. Yeah. So yeah, there was a lot of um, interesting chess pieces, interesting chess sets that we saw. <laughs> nice. But yeah, I remember I remember him grinding through Diablo too. Him and his fucking, I think it was a monk. Mm. Yeah, we had uh, I know a bunch of people who had like Mugen installed on a thumb drive or uh, some uh, some beat game on on it and would play like. Final Fantasy music or some other shit, and yeah, just people would have like thumb drives on them and pop them in the computer and run the games off of their thumb drives. Yeah, yeah. I told uh, my coworker today we we're talking about the the uh, the NES Classic and the SNES that's coming out and all that shit, mm. and we're t- and talking about like, oh yeah, Atari has a few of those where you buy like a comp, you buy like this little thing that has all the games on it. Yeah. And I said to her, I think all the Atari games can probably fit on, like, a gig flash drive. <laughs> a two gig flash drive now. Because they're just, they're so fucking low, it's insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's not, there's not much to an Atari game. Yeah, it requires little to no, uh, no space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas, shit, now I'm... I heard Final Fantasy's coming, the Final Fantasy is coming to the PC. Correct. And apparently it's going to be like a hundred gig download. Jesus Christ! Oh yeah. God, that's more than Doom. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Doom with the newest patch is probably over a hundred a hundred gigs. Probably, probably. I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't updated uh, Doom in a while, but like six, uh, the six point six six patch, it's like forty or fifty gigabytes. Fucking shit. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, and the thing that they did, which is really cool, is they basically gave all the DLC for free, okay, um, to all the players, so you can have you can play all the DLC now for free, which is I think really cool. And they also added an arcade mode to it with uh, multiplayer's and combos you can do, and they basically made it uh, a kind of like a fun, stupid, sporty kind of game. Nice. So you can play. You can play the whole. Ca- you can play the whole game. And you're trying to get the high score now, right? Which I think is kind of cool. I haven't beaten Doom still because I'm, I'm going through uh, Wolfenstein. I'm like, I think four, six or four chapters away mm-hmm. from from finishing that game. So <laughs> something was bugging me about Wolfenstein because the the sequel's coming up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I so. It's 1960 in Wolfenstein 1. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, we're going to America. And I thought for a while, I thought the trailer said uh, 1967. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't mesh well because it's like, 
1967. It looks like Blaskowitz is in another fucking coma he's waking up from. Yeah. How did Anya get pregnant? <laughs> yes. <laughs> did she do it interfacely? So I kept arguing with myself. How the hell did this happen? Oh, it's 1961. <laughs> I'm off. <laughs> it's alright. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm a little bit off here. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that's that's interesting. There are things I want to talk about, but before we really get to any kind of a meat of a situation, I have been kind of just going through all these YouTube videos on this one channel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Called uh, One Mind Syndicate, and they basically do facts, fact, fact videos about Warhammer 40k. Okay. Which I think is interesting. Yeah, and considering how much has changed now in the the Warhammer universe, uh, yeah, interest, I haven't looked too much too deep into it. Um, but yeah, here it's deep. What happened? It, it's deep, but they go like forty facts about Space Marines, uh, the daily life of a Space Marine. Mm-hmm. What do they do from like when they quote wake up, they don't really sleep, to when they finally go back to rest? Yeah, um, you know what what a Space Marine could eat. You know the, uh, what a civilian's life is like in the um, in the Imperium. Okay. Uh, one video turned me onto the Tau. I'm like, oh, the Tau are the reasonable race in the in well, this universe. Yeah, they're the, they're the communists. Yeah, they're they're the communists. Hey, yeah. join us. We'll give you technology. You can keep worshiping the Emperor of you if you want. It's fine. Freedom mm-hmm. of religion and a bit more freedom. It's it's cool. Just work for us. Yeah, for the I greater good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But here's the thing. So I'm I'm watching these videos, and it's I'm I'm picturing all the imagery in my head of how how horrible it can be, how graphic it can be, how bizarre it is. Mm-hmm. And I think I proposed this question before, but I'm going to propose it again. Do you guys think that there could ever be a big feature-length live-action Warhammer movie? Um. I could say yes. Yes in the broad sense? Yes in the broad sense. Yeah, they could definitely yeah. do it. Um, and with how, again, with how big the, the universe is, uh, they could do, in a sense, whatever. True. Yeah, like, you don't, they don't necessarily have to cover uh, a major uh, campaign or war um, I mean, they they could go, they could dial it as bad, like you know, close, close to home, or like keep it sim- as simple as like just focusing on a rogue trader faction, dealing dealing with um, uh, the ins and outs of the Imperium, and something happens. Like you could keep it very far away from kind of the major plot points, and still it feel normal and original. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a book called Death World, which is just about this one squad of, I think I'm going to butcher the word, of Karachin fighters, mm-hmm. jungle fighters. Yeah. And what, they, what they're what they doing on this on this Death World of theirs. Yeah. And it's freaky. It's like very X-Files freaky. Mm-hmm. Even for uh, a Warhammer setting, it's still freaky. They discover that the planet is carnivorous. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a freaky, th- but it focuses on this one uh, Karachin warrior who hasn't gotten his name yet because everyone gets a name, mm-hmm. like a nickname, essentially. And it, it was an interesting book. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, focusing on that be fine, but it's just like 
just to do one movie. Like I, I mean, I say like I don't think the general public would get it, but at the same time, the general public is accepting a teenager swinging on spider webs and crawling on walls, and a guy shooting like ten inch blades out of his hands, and iron, you know, guy making an Iron Man suit and all, all this weird shit. Dragons on TV. A fantasy show is one of the most popular shows on TV now. I think and has dragons. Forty k. So, yeah. Like because I have like I I have a very vague understanding of forty k, which is the general public essentially. Yeah. So my thing with it is, if I wanted to watch a forty k movie, mm-hmm. I I want a story that specifically I got like it would have to be you you have to pick a faction right yeah preferably something that not necessarily an origin but I guess like that kind of is an early on moment mm-hmm. for them because I know that in 40k they just they have huge tomes and volumes and all these books about all sorts of crazy things that happen like between millennia right right yeah More or less and it's just like that's a lot of ground to cover and I think it'd be better actually honestly they might want to just take the Star Wars approach where they just pick a moment yeah and then they just tell you at the beginning you know, in the beginning of time or whatever, this blah blah blah. This is what happens, right? Sure. Yeah. And like, well, it's and I, I'd be okay with it. But the thing is, with uh, 40k, there has to be someone to follow, and they have oh, to be kind of relatable. And the thing uh, is, the relatable parts do hard. not feel relatable. <laughs> yeah, it would be hard to relate. I mean, if anyone could relate to anything, it'd be an IG, because they're just a common soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think. I mean, if they wanted to do it, mm-hmm. they'd have to break some rules and Hollywood it and basically make a civilian a main character. Well, so that, and, and it, I don't, it's actually not breaking far away from, uh, too, too far away from a number of stories. Um, so just because I, I know enough about the, the space world, uh, the character Ragnar who is um, a, a major uh, commander in the um, in the space wolves? He he actually you know has his own company. Um, started off as a human, right? And and then you know fought valiantly enough, died, and uh, the space wolves re- brought him back to life in a sense, and were like. You're, we deem you worthy enough. Now you got to pass our trials, uh, mm. and basically you through the six books. I already have your movie. You watch. You watch him be, go from this this innocent civilian, this uh, this rural person, and becomes a uh, innocent okay. force commander in the or in the end. Well, so right. I have an idea. Mm-hmm. It kind of probably be breaking a little bit of the character's story. Mm. But you know what would be interesting, actually? Mm. I would like to see Ragnar, at the start of this hypothetical movie, already a space wolf. Uh, that's easy. <laughs> right? No, just start it yeah. there. But basically then, not necessarily through flashbacks, but kind of, I guess, maybe through some actually pretty intense PTSD sequences, possibly, mm. you see how he got there. 
Oh, so like you've read the, the books too, Shane. Oh, is that basically <laughs> the books? It's just this guy's PTAT, uh, PST, it's, PTSD. I, I, I mean, it's not, it's not, not, not PTSD because they don't. I mean, they're, they they don't necessarily have that. But it's yeah. it's um, the very beginning of most of the books were uh, present day him, and then the rest of the book was him retelling uh, an event in his life. Okay, because yeah. the thing is, what you said about Ragnar uh-huh. made me think of Kratos, right? Okay. Because that was the thing with Kratos, right? He was a soldier, mm-hmm. died, yeah. became some sort of undead warrior for the gods. And, no. Well, he didn't die. He didn't die. And he sold his soul. Yeah, sorry. He sold his soul well, I mean, to that's the a devil, type of death. I mean, <laughs> okay, not death. Not, not death. Literally. Not literal death. He, did, yeah. he yeah. did go to the underworld, admittedly, but he clawed his way out. But against, his humanity literally. is not fully attacked, is what I'm getting at. It's true. That's true. what I'm getting at. It's like, he something happened where he lost his humanity to ascend to something different. Mm-hmm. And, pe- yeah. and that's a good story you could tell. Actually, if they made a 40k story, it'd have to be on this guy, because that sounds very interesting. I mean, it's, it's pretty... It's pretty um, again, it's... it's the, the source material already exists that you can kind of make it work. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, yeah, it would be... It would be better to have... Um, you know, watch a character grow and develop all, all of the the um, Star Wars approach, but you could also go the John Wick approach. Is having a a, a grizzled character, um, and you don't question too much. You just kind of understand their position in the world, so, understand their force to to reckon with, and watch them go through an event. A, a John. I like a John Wick approach because in a John in John Wick sometimes you don't really quite okay. But, what the fuck are the coins, the, the totems? John Wick it's approach, just mm-hmm. the thing is you have to have enough grounded reality for you to for it to feel right. And I feel like to me, the general public, but, a lot of people would be like, "But well, you guys already do that shit. You fucking love Lord of the Rings. You love Harry Potter. Harry Potter is probably the worst example of this. But half that crap is based on fucking suspension of disbelief that you just go, yeah, all right, I'll buy into yeah. it. I, I, I don't uh, even care. <laughs> again, again, one of the most two of the most popular shows on television right now. One has flying dragons in it, and they're fighting the undead. The other is about fighting the undead. Yeah. So, so and they're based off they're based off of fantasies, a comic book and a huge fantasy series. The, the thing that works about Forty K is it takes the it, it, it's it's sci fi fantasy. It yeah. it takes the the raw elements of fantasy that most people love and understand of people in armor dealing battles with forces that our minds can't comprehend, and then the sci-fi element of, holy shit, they're in space. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and you know, they have they have fucking guns that fire tank shells, and we accept yeah. that as a thing. Like, you, you can, you can, you can do it from any angle, and it, I think the general audience will still accept it. You just, what you have to do is you have to pull them in. Like, you, you can introduce, like, a, a main character of a particular faction directly in the middle of a battle. Or, you know, clearly prepping through through battle. Uh, or for, for a major battle and bring them in. And you get this understanding of, you know, in, in, in a short amount of time, who this person is, how skilled they are, 
Um, are they a leader? Are they a follower? Um, you know, did they did they save one of their brothers in in battle, or did they let them you know fall to the wayside? You could do it in a very short term and get the human aspect of this godlike creature. Um, yeah, I think I think you it, can do it without having to start an origin story because I'm I'm kind of tired of uh, origin stories. Like, yeah, me me too. I'm with you there, man. But the other thing is, like, I'm looking at a picture of Ragnar right now, and I'm like, I'm just like immediately thinking, like, man, that's a lot. Like, just f- like costume wise. Oh yeah, hit, like the 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 space wolves you would know, be like it's... the the most. Uh, it would be one of the hardest because not only is there like armor like detailing ornated with with teeth and with teeth and runes and beads. They're like if you have them not like without a helmet, they have like wolfen features and fucking you know, you know hair everywhere. You could easily choose another faction and, and be yeah. It, it, it's it being it be a gnarly gnarly project to take on because i'm just looking at that and like i'm like oh man how am i gonna i have to do cgi or a mixture of cgi and practical fets who the fuck am i gonna get on stilts to walk around at seven feet for 12 hours a fucking day it's it'd be gnarly it'd be a fucking gnarly thing to do oh yeah it, it would be and that's that's if you want to also have people that are that are humans that are surrounded by these men in armor, like yeah. like if you choose not to have like any any humans, anybody not in armor, you can then just be like you don't even need the fucking stilts. You can just no, yeah, you that's can true. Get away you can, with you, can it. you can get away with it with or, just like or you illusions do. and tricks of the camera, right? Or you did the Lord of the Rings approach. Oh yeah, that's the tricks of the well, camera. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's tricks with a camera, but you can also just like make it apparent that they are so big by comparing them to other things. Because I think, I think there are humans and like a, like they, they're probably servants. I think something like that. No, they're, they're oh, like, well, I was anybody who's like a servant uh, or a tech priest, you know, something. Like I was that. talking yeah. about the thing they did with uh, the Hobbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. You're, I know what you're getting, but like, yeah. if you don't have any humans, you still have to emphasize their size. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah, and and that's like you could have. You could have a servitor near them, or yeah. um, I don't know. There, there are a bunch of like a bunch of things you could you could just do that yeah. uh, that are built into the walls or whatever, and clearly show scale. Um, Add birds. There you go. That fixes it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But here's here's this, the reason why I kept thinking about this is because like nerdy has become very very trendy sure. in the past. I want to say. Five, maybe eight years uh yeah maybe you know i i want to say in my early 20s nerdy has started to become very trendy yeah it, it definitely um i yeah. definitely before like a little before 2010 did you see it start trickling in more as just like that's an acceptable thing. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. People love that. Um, and I, and and Marvel, I think, is part of that. I think oh, yeah. is a bit responsible with that, with how successful some of their movies have been, and, and a little bit with also the Batman, the Nolan Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like Warhammer is this thing that is nerd. Yeah, 
It's ultra nerd. It's like, yeah, the UK. Oh, you like flying dragons and Game of Thrones and all that? And The Walking Dead, you think that's neat? Let me show you this. <laughs> and just watch some some muggle's head explode because they don't fucking know what the hell they're looking at. I mean, to be fair, 40K has always been the steroided version of nerddom. Yeah, like, me, literally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's... <laughs> I mean, well, I, again, take Lord of the Rings. Like, if you really want to go knee-deep in Lord of the Rings, have someone, like, read the... Uh, what's the... The, uh... Similarian. Similarian. Yeah, I mean, that that shit gets deep, too. So, yeah, it, it it's just... It's a question, because everything... Hollywood is constantly scrounging for ideas, and I know someone probably threw that on someone's desk... And that person looked at it and went, what? So I think the the best people to probably look at, you know, if, if you want to hire a bunch of script writers, look at anybody who works uh, for Black Library. They do all of the, uh, the 40K stories and stuff. Oh, yeah. Because they, yeah, do, I... they do have to talk with Games Workshop to make sure that what they are portraying is on the up and up. Um, yeah, yeah. Get them to do script writing. I mean, they're 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 not going to be like the best at it. So you make sure you have a professional script writer with them. But like, if yeah. they can dictate a story, uh, they can they can dictate the story. They can brainstorm it, and and they have an uh, an idea of what to expect. Uh, if they had to, you know, Games Workshop had to review it uh, and sign off on it, they know what to kind of write for and write towards. Come up the story. Yeah, that I mean, way and ship it out that way. I, if I was in charge of this, I would tap the Tom Clancy of the Black Library, which is Dan Abbott, mm-hmm. who's written a ton of the novels and some of the best-selling novels and the forty K stuff. Yeah. So you know, just get him, and he'd probably get two others, and you might have something of a decent story. Yeah, that's why. That's why I feel if you choose not to focus on a major point in the forty K universe and tell. A unique story with character with with you know people that you know. If you focus, I think Space Marines is the easiest to just kind of sell because uh, yeah. most people know or heard the name of Space Marine or something like that. So they kind of hey, well, yeah, Space Marines a common sci-fi trope, right? So people kind of have an idea of what to expect from the character. You just do yeah. it from the Space Marine side because, like, I would love to see an Eldar movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, not everybody understands what the fucking Eldar is, and they're equally as simple as Space Marines. I mean, they're just space elves, but yeah. no one, no one's gonna call them space elves because that's mean and rude. Uh, they're gonna refer to them as Eldar or the Eldari now. Um, yeah. Uh, but if I think, I think movie wise, going with with Space Marines or Rogue Traders or Imperial Guard doing a story that's not majorly connected to um, any of the other big events in the 40k universe you can you you don't uh, box yourself in you don't box yourself in and you don't make fun of it mm. like you treat it like it's a World War 2 movie like you're you're talking about Pearl Harbor or some shit yeah cuz the moment you make fun of it is when you get drek like you, you get the Warhammer, you get the Warcraft movie. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> so well, that the problem. The Warcraft movie is also like a little bit too much dumb CGI. I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. You you want a good uh, CG department to help you out make this uh, make this good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, 
just to segue away from that, mm-hmm. speaking of, of Warhammer, you know, Warhammer's yeah. got some pretty good games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their best series is Dawn of War. Yeah. Though I think Dawn of War 3 is not getting great reviews. Yeah, I haven't uh, played it, so I, I... I haven't played it either. Yeah. Um, but Relic, just to talk about Relic, mm-hmm. they are making... There's no information about this, mm-hmm. but I like the fact that they're making... They're, they are now the developer behind Age of Empires 4. Oh, are they really? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. so good. I'm glad it, for that. <laughs> it is. I, I watched it. The, the trailer is just... It's like oil paintings, and they're just moving across. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to... Like, how they're going to do it, because the I think they're going to do way more than four ages. You know, the atypical Age of Empires is what, like, a Stone Age, Iron Age, mm-hmm. Bronze Age, you know, whatever. Um... I'm, I know I'm getting that messed up, but yeah, that that was the atypical thing. It was just four different stages. Yeah. But the trailer had more than it went. For, it looked like it went from ancient Greek to muskets. So okay, cool. Yeah. Um. That that's I don't know when that's coming out. It could be 2019. I Who mean, knows? It, it, I'm I'm not expecting it any time soon. I, yeah, I'm not expecting it either. But. That was nice to see as a strategy, as an RTS fan. It was nice to know that that game is still alive because we've been getting uh, remasters of the old games like Age of Mythology, Age of Empires 2, yeah. and the original game. We're getting a definitive edition, which is a remaster of it. But the other thing that dropped, this was from all Gamescom. The other thing that dropped that Shane posted on our, on our Facebook page was Biomutant. Ah. <laughs> That looked interesting, and I so, wanted to show it to Eli because the dude looks like a red panda, and she's all about red pandas. So, could I say something about that? Yeah, go ahead. All right. The trailer looks cool. Uh, however, I'm not really like going to reserve any, like, oh, it's going to be great until it, I see a cinematic trailer. Uh, not a cinematic, a gameplay trailer. They're out. Oh, there are? Okay. But so, yeah, the one thing is, I thought I about it. I posted it, it. And I was like, um, shit. There is one thing I am afraid about for this game. What's that? So you ever heard of a did you ever heard of a game called Two Human? Yeah. I have Oh uh, yeah. Two Human Ugh. promised something very similar. If you look at the description, which was like, oh, you play as this character and you go through it and you just you know, you customize them and you mess with either magic or weapons, or do you try to go the human route and you know mm-hmm. right? And it was a very ambitious game, and it ultimately it fell flat on its face, right? Well, it's it's yeah. not a good game by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. It, it killed a company. Yeah. yeah. And Two Human was like, oh, you're going to have this full range of customization throughout the game, and it was actually super limited. And now I know games have come really far, but I pray that if Biomutant says, hey, it's a really diverse customization system, I hope they deliver, because that will be well, the, that will kill the game instantly. Well, I think they said okay. You can you have these mutations, and you have, um, cybernetic you have mutations and, and cybernetic implants and mutations, and you can do you can wield guns and all this other cool stuff. But the guy in one of the things that I read was, but the main focus is that you're a master of kung fu. That is actually really interesting. So if they focus on the fact that melee is your strongest attribute, and they stick with that. It won't fuck up. It th- you would hope. That's You'd what hope. I think it yeah. I yeah. mean, with the I absence mean, of quote-unquote magic, that, yeah. that should balance the game out pretty nicely. 
you know, it's fine to have a mutation and it's fine to have guns and swords, but if you want the guy to be a kung fu master, then have him be a kung fu master. And everything else should just enhance that. Yeah. Hopefully that it doesn't you know, turn he, into Jade Dynasty. <laughs> I never I never played it. But I mean, you know, it, it just like take any kind of martial art action movie that you see, like take John Wick who's like you know, hand-to-hand fighting with a pistol, and, like, he punches one guy, shoots another, hits another guy, throws a knife at someone else. That's what this game should be when you fight. Um, on some level. But it looks great, and it's like, oh, man, an original IP? This is awesome. So, I'm happy for that fact, that it's an original IP. Though I don't run or read, and, like, four months from now, we get another scale bound, and it's cancelled. Yeah, that Uh, would suck. That would... Knock on wood for that. Yeah, knock on wood for that, man. I mean, it <laughs> that, looks, that hurt me. It looks really cool, and I like the concept. Uh, something Ashley brought up, though, was she was like, it looks like there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's true. I mean, you look at the character designs, it's kind of like a hodgepodge of things. Yeah. Uh, but on the flip side of it, if they do it right, you know, it has a really interesting, like, cyberpunk feel. Mm-hmm. Even though it's like it is like basically a raccoon, you're you're rocket basically. Yeah, and so you're a comma rocket. Yeah, and so and, and that in itself is very intriguing because you know right now a lot of the games that we are getting are sequels. <laughs> and... Yeah, I mean, like you know, everyone kind of complains about that, but like we're not. I mean, it's there's there's two kinds of sequels, I think. If you really think about it, there is, there's COD, which is a game every fucking year. Um, and I don't think that's how you should make games. I don't think there's, there should be a thing like annual games like that. Um, if you have an annual game, then that basically just means you're just updating the game that you made already. Um, so there's that. And then you have the games where it's like, oh, the last game came out two, three years ago. Which, that, that's what I prefer. I mean, we're getting Shadow of War, and that came out in 2014. The, the original game, Shadow of Mordor. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, three-year wait? Yeah, I think that's fine. Um, Yeah, we're getting sequels, but, like, you can say Far Cry 5 is a sequel, but it's its own thing. I mean, that's that's how the Far Cry series has always been, is its own Yeah, it's, it's, it's an indirect sequel. Yeah. I think so. it's just, like... What I get, I understand what you're saying, but like my big thing with it is, um, when I say sequels, I also mean like just genres in general. There's not a lot of expansion. Like people yeah. create, like they create a shooter, and it's fine if they create a good shooter. But after a while, you know, there's not enough diversity between shooters where it's like I don't know, I don't know what really draws me in, right? Yeah. With this, no, I get you. with this game, it's like it's so far different from everything else. Like just just so, like I read the tagline for like uh, the mm-hmm. trailer, and that was enough to make yeah. me click on it. And I was like, okay, I want to see where this goes. Right. Um, granted, you know this is all speculation right now because that game's not launching for a while. So no, y- I mean, develop. but but at the same time, let's say it comes out and it's a hit. Yeah. And then two three years after it comes out, we get Biomutant Two, mm-hmm. and then it's the same conversation. Yeah. Well, I mean. I think I'd feel a little bit differently because it's a newer one. Like, for instance, Wolfenstein's just a... 
it's a rebirth of an older franchise, right? Which is not necessarily right. Bad. It's not bad. It's a rebirth of an of a old franchise that's basically, in my opinion, along with Doom. It's like, this is how FPSs used to be, and this is why you like them. This is, you know, because it's a run-and-gun thing. The problem I have with some of the shooters out there now is it's like with COD, they're light or they're a bit too clean or, or not that. It's just they take themselves way too seriously. Wolfenstein and Doom don't. So that that's that's part of it, I think. I mean, I think uh-huh. I think Wolfenstein and Doom are excellent examples of how you should why you should reverse stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, like they do a great job. I think um, outside of the exception of COD, though, I think one of my big things is like I'm cool with seeing like another Assassin's Creed game if it's better than the last one. Sure, <laughs> but at the same time, like when I worked at GameStop, one of the things I noticed is there's a lot of sequels. Oh yeah. oh yeah there's a lot of them and while the sequels are not necessarily bad what I think is that they pull away from people willing to experiment that's my big argument which is like well it, it I mean that's something also, we've argued about the industry in general is that yeah, like, yeah. in the years in the years since PS2 era it's it's triple A or nothing and then it's up to the indie developers to, to kind of come up with with new and unique ideas because it's you know you know triple A companies don't view it as a loss if it if it tan or like there's well sorry AAA companies will view a game failing as a loss whereas like an indie developer if it's their kind of first time like they can either make some money back on it and potentially push it towards the next one or they may just die off uh, yeah it's it so is it, it is sad that tr- we rely on trip or on uh, indie uh, developers as the uh, sole kind of spirit of new when AAA companies could do it so much better because they have the funds yeah but that, that's that's where it, it comes from the reason why we get the sequels is because it's a money thing yeah. it costs a lot of money to make any kind of game yep. no matter if they're indie or not there is a lot of money floating around you have to pay people there's overhead there's all these costs so instead of experimenting and making something totally new they're gonna do what they already did Yep. if it ain't broke don't because fix it, it. Because, yeah, exactly. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. In the case of Assassin's Creed, they broke it about three times. <laughs> um, let's, I, I would hope that Origin is a is a back-to-norm thing. But the other thing is, like, sequels have to come sparingly. Yeah. That's what I think. You can't rely yeah. on like, them. I would love it if Activision said next year we're not getting COD. <laughs> that, but, that, but we know it that won't happen. It, it won't happen. Yeah. But if we're if we weren't getting it, it'd be interesting because then some someone will kind of come around and go, huh? Where's Call of Duty? I I hope that, but there's so many out there. Yeah, I think hope that there'd be a new idea. Yeah, I mean, I know Sony does this with a lot of their older IPs. You can play like the original versions on um, you know the network. Mm. That's cool, but like I thought about it, I was like, man, it'd be I'd. If you don't want to create necessarily a sequel, but you want to create a different type of game, definitely look back at the older PS2 era games. There's such a wide variety of them. Uh, there, there's and, a lot. <laughs> and a lot of them could use a revitalization. Like, uh, what was it, War of the Monsters? you guys remember that? Yep. Oh, hell yeah. That was a great game. I want I want a remaster of Dude, that. Dude, a remaster, or better yet, like make a new one, or technically make a sequel. It's been long enough, right? A War of the Monsters 2? Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, and you fucking... 
make it hell. Like I loved, I loved that game because it was a great multiplayer game, and I'd fucking play it all the time if I had it. Yeah, be a fucking gorilla throwing shit. Yeah, that was great because to me that was kind of like an homage to Rampage. It really was. Yes, it was. I mean, it was it was fantastic in that regard. I so, yeah, I would love every character. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, it really what the industry needs is it needs a couple things. One, it needs to figure out how to not burn out teams. That's that's a major problem, and I do think they should take the animation approach, but they're not going to. Which is you have the main core of the team working on the whole of the movie, and then off to the side you have like the next up and coming person who's going to lead the next, the new game, the new team, and they go into another room and start making another game. Because the the problem is once a game done and it's shipped, if they're not making something else for that same game, i.e. DLC, that team, that person is just going to move on to something else in another company. So that's kind of the problem. They need to figure out that part. They also need to figure out a part where it's like, um, they need to figure out a cost-effective way to do things. Because like we're all we we're we're approaching this uh, inflation rate with games, yeah. And they they need to figure out how to like m- you know cut that. And I you know I don't care. I don't. The games don't need to look realistic. I'm I seen the the newest COD trailer for for World War Two, mm. and like it looks really really good. Does it mean a fucking thing to me? <laughs> I don't care that I see the, the 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 stubble on their on their face and it's in game rendered and there's sweat and all this other shit. Like I don't give a shit. It you dub it down a little bit and you'll be fine, you know. Like you know, it, it's uh, the reason why it was like a fifty gig update for Doom. The the newest update six point six six the patch. Most of that was probably high res textures. Probably. Like, okay, that's fine. That's really cool, but we don't need it. <laughs> we we do and we don't. I really feel like Doom is also that that game that like PC like high end PC people play to show off their how powerful their rig is. Oh, I mean, it's it's the the crisis of, of the modern day. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, but playable. Yeah, but playable definitely. <laughs> yeah. But it's like that. That's that's the problem. It's like we need to like us as consumers need to like tone it back. Like we don't like it doesn't need to look super super good because we're not paying attention to so much. I think I'm not. Um. Yeah. Either we as consumers have to ask that the games don't look so good and accept that the fact that they're not going to look that good, or we're going to start paying seventy bucks a game. Mm Or eighty, even. I mean, just for just for a standard game that that I might think, happen. I think it doesn't necessarily need to be like um, a ch- a change so much as like what we want. But I think it's just we need uh, developers need an encouragement of style because that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Ultra realism, ultra realism is a style. Um, yeah. Look at Cuphead. Oh, Cuphead's, I can't wait for that one. Cuphead's style is literally Disney like golden era. Yeah. Right, that is an awesome game. Looks stunning, beautiful, right? Everyone mm-hmm. wants to play. Look at the Crash Bandicoot uh, reboot, right? 
Yeah. It's not right. like it's it's not like something crazy. It's literally what he would have looked like if they had more polygons to spare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it and everyone loves it, right? It doesn't need to be ultra realism. Ultra realism is cool, but like after a while that you either get that uncanny valley bullshit or you know, you have to start cheating a lot of the details around the world to make the characters look good. And that ultimately yeah, makes the game look like shit. Yeah. But the other thing, like, I mean, I think what Will was getting to is, like, we need triple... We need we have indie, and we have triple A, and that's it. We need some double A. Yeah. We need those games that are just, like, good, funny fillers. Not shovelware, but just those experimental games that have not the huge budget that, say, COD has, but enough of it to experiment and throw this game out. Yeah. You know, that's what we, and we don't have any of that. And, and most of those games that you guys love off of PS2 and even Xbox, the original Xbox, those were the AAA games. I mean, the, the, the AA games. That's yeah. what, you know, we want. Those were those weird experiment, what the fuck am I playing games? And, you know, that's kind of where Dynasty Warriors was born. Um, which was which was kind of just a what the hell is this? This is insane. I'm one dude cutting a, like a million people down. So yeah, it, it, it's hard. I mean, we're way off fucking topic. Well, I but, mean, this is this is part for the course for us. I mean, this is a topic we're yeah, all very well uh, vested in. I yeah, but I like. I mean, I'm excited for Biomutant. Yeah, I, I I'm not getting my hopes up, but I'm excited for it because it's like it it looks neat. It looks original for what it can do i'm just saying if a developer's listening stay focused you say he's going to be a kung fu master then but let him be a kung fu master i mean it, definitely watching a little bit of gameplay it seems like a mix of of you know your your character kind of maneuvering around using their sword and switching to firearms um, kind yeah. of on the fly and comfortably it looks like it's just pressing you know holding the left trigger and then your attacks switch from melee to firearms really comfortably yeah so yeah. Uh, it's i'm i am excited that it is a new ip i think that's it's really good and it's kind of refreshing um i i'm, I'm with you nick just stay focused don't don't go overboard you just you need something that's that's a fun game that, that your audience yeah. can get in and uh, you know, hop in, enjoy. It doesn't feel overwhelming. Um, watching a little bit of gameplay, it feels like at points it could get a, get a little MMO-y, and yeah. I, that's less exciting to me. Um, uh, I'm I'm fine if you want to have like uh, if you want to go the monster run, monster hunter route of multiplayer uh, for a game like this. But you know, definitely would would. It looks like it would be a great, you know, single player game. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't need multiplayer. Who knows if it will? No, <laughs> no multiplayer. I mean, fuck you if you're thinking about multiplayer. If there's a producer or an executive saying Biomutant needs multiplayer, shoot him in the face. I mean, it, again, that's what I'm saying. If it has, if it has a multiplayer aspect that doesn't rely on multiplayer, I think it's okay. But yeah, your, yeah. your main your main goal is to focus on fun gameplay, a somewhat decent story uh, that's engaging enough to players, because uh, it, it, yeah. looks, it looks choice-driven because there's a yin-yang system. 
Um, yeah. You know, like, make make my choices impactful. Don't pull the Andromeda garbage with me of, I just made a choice because it sounded funny. Uh, fuck you, yeah, uh, Andromeda, on for the that flip one. Side, on mm-hmm. the, with choices, there's always two ways of doing it, right? Mm-hmm. There's the impactful choices. Yeah. Or the, a lot of the uh, the complicated choices. I think that's what a lot of people think of Andromeda and other ones, right? Mm-hmm. Or you do the Witcher thing, which is everything's bad no matter what you pick. It's just what type of salt do you want in the wound? No, fuck, fuck yeah. the Witcher out. Yeah. It seems less good. I, I'm just, I mean, I'm just being <laughs> real. Like that's what I get a lot. And then of course there's yeah. the Fable route, which is like they were choices, maybe. Your character <laughs> now, looks my, like my... shit, or he looks really good. Take a pick. My my problem with Fable, it was there was no middle ground with Fable. It was good or bad, and yep. I and if you were bad, you were punished. And I fucking hate games that do that. This game has a middle ground option, which I, I like. I was again watch while we were chatting, watching a bit of a gameplay of it, and there was uh, the first the first choice that that I saw was um, is right always right, and there was there was the kind of altruistic choice. Uh, there was the kind of negative choice and then there was the middle ground um mm. which i was like cool so but again it, it, there's there's no context to what that will create and give so yeah. eh, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see with this game i i am interested but it's i am it's too early to really yeah it, tell what the fuck's gonna happen with it it is. At the same time, I'm tired of games throwing the morality choices at us. Just like, let me just like play the game and let the game tell a story. I don't want to press X to kill someone. If if the morality meter is interesting, if it's uh-huh. done in an interesting way, it does add to the game. If it's yeah, the fable but... route, it's kind of meh. It, yeah. um, I actually liked the original uh, uh, Mass Effect choices because... You could interrupt people talking by being a dickbag. Um, so right. it did change the, sto- the, the story told. Like, it did affect how it was presented. Um, so, yeah, you, you if, if you're having a morality meter, if you're having a choice meter, lend. Lend to your creation. Just don't make it, yeah. like, give an appearance change. Because it's like, why the fuck does it matter then? You know, yeah. if, and don't don't make it that it... it, it, it changes my my gameplay in such a drastic measure of like oh if you're down the good path you have these skills or if you're down the bad path you have these skills or if you're in the yeah, I path, hate you that. just have the morality meter like do not inhibit the game lend itself to the game yeah yeah for like i if, if I, there's two things i want to say one i think my least favorite mechanic is choice things mm. in games recently because i just i I don't like it because I just that that's how I feel. It's like you're making me choose something that's going to alter the game in a way I don't want it to be altered, mm. and I I hate it. So that's why I don't like it. But the the one thing I looked at my notes, I wrote this down. And I'm happy that I did. Is the vibe I got from Biomutant the trailer was the uh, Odd World Stranger's Wrath. Yeah. Okay. Style wise, definitely. Um, and you know what? That was a fun ass game. And if they go that route, I'll be all the more happy. Th- there's definitely some. Uh, just, just again from from the little video I watched, there's some weird stylization mish mishmashes uh, mm-hmm. added to it. Like I watched a character like Roar, and there was the comic book style like a la thirteen where it said Roar 
in that that kind of comic book font that came off the character. So I was like, that's an interesting decision to go with. But again, it's it's just like we just are getting information about it for the most part. Um, Yeah, it's yeah. Send that send that video that you you were watching. I'll 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 find it for you guys and uh and show it to you. Yeah, Yeah. who knows? We'll see how it goes. Right. it's interesting. I'm 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 happy that the it exists that's out there. I just don't want to kill a company or <laughs> die prematurely. Uh, I agreed. Yeah. Agreed. yeah. So um, I know. Right. I, I I don't I don't play the game. Um, right before we or as we were ta- chatting, um, I, I I saw it come up, but uh. Injustice 2's new fighter pack came out, or information about it came out, because oh, yeah, right now that. Gamescon is coming up. Did you see the three characters that they're adding? Yeah. Uh, one of them's Hellboy. Yeah. One of them's Hellboy, another one's Raiden, and then the other one is uh, Aquaman... Black, Black Manta, thank you. I was look- I, the, the Hellboy Wait. that they've decided to go with, style-wise, is the uh, directly from the comic book version. So just hmm. the yellow eyes, um, the kind of, I'd say, lankier proportions than... Uh, yeah, he's well, his, uh, yeah. He's not really buff, but he's definitely got height. Yeah. He, 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 he's literally, he, he's an upside-down triangle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. The Hellboy in the comic is an upside-down triangle. Yeah. He's broad on top, and then he just shrinks as you get to his waist and his legs. Because he's got these thin little hoof legs. I I think like I again I don't I don't play many many fighters anymore, um, but like the character choices that they've been doing for for Injustice Two have been really cool, yeah. um, and uh, you know the last pack uh, had Starfire, Red Hood, and Sub Zero, um, for this one to you know continue with a DC character, but also pull in another uh, another realms character and you know kind of a. A comic book favorite, I think is really cool, and I I do think Hellboy looks good. Um, I just I want to see just kind of gameplay of of him just like beating the ever loving shit out of Superman, or uh, or fucking um, God, uh, him fighting against um, some of the other other DC characters. I think it'll be sweet. Yeah, I mean they make it very they made it very interesting choices. Yeah. Um, honestly, I wasn't very interested in the game. Sure, but yeah. I I would have bought the game knowing Hellboy was going to be in it. Right, because you just want to play as him because he's awesome. Who, okay, it was Hellboy, right? And who else? A uh, Black Manta. A Black Manta. Yeah. Okay, I'm like, wait a minute. I, I heard Black Panther, oh. and I'm like, that's the wrong. <laughs> that's the wrong comic book. <laughs> Black Manta, or as I like to call him, Saucerhead. Yeah. Okay. I, which is which is you know it's really weird because he's actually like one of the more legitimate DC villains, but he's so fucking weird looking. Design wise, he's very unattractive. No, no, hey, design wise, little... he looks fucking stupid. But as a character, I think he's probably more accomplished than a lot of other DC villains. Sure, I will agree with you there. Is Lobo in Injustice? I, is he a character? I don't think Lobo is. Lobo's a weird character. He goes back and forth between being a bad guy and the bad guy who does good. He was in the first Injustice. Oh, okay, so he's not in this one? No, but it, I mean, it seems like they're 
they're releasing more packs as they gauge people's interest. Yeah. I, I, I've said it before. I mean, Injustice 2 is probably the... Uh, the game that we... Uh, the, 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 the Justice League movie that we want to watch. <laughs> probably. Uh. <laughs> definitely, it's definitely the Justice League storyline that I, I at least find interesting. Considering everything that's going on with the DCEU, it's just... Oh, it's wait, so, wait. Oh, my God. Really quick. It's so stupid. Mm. Yeah? Black, uh, Batman Metal. Batman Metal? It's a oh. current comic book line. Yeah. I, I released a post on it. Mm-hmm. I just want to say this real quick. Oh, they that, yeah. They created the coolest fucking looking villain I've ever seen. Is that the Batman-Joker hybrid that I saw? The, yeah, he, his, his name is the Batman Who Laughs. That that oh. is some creepy ass shit, by the way. Oh, it's so fucking Serious. cool. Like, yeah. I because I heard about Batman Metal, but I didn't realize it was already like in production. Mm. And basically, what it is is it's just like an evil Justice League made up of Batman's, who um they basically at different points in you know Batman's life they took the wrong path, right? And so, but one of the Batman's, the one who leads them, is the Batman who laughs, who's basically. Like the, jo- I, I'm not sure if it's like they're like half and half, but it looks like it's the Joker in like a very satanic Batman suit, mm. and he and he apparently he drags around like four demonic Robins with him. Yeah, it's some it's some pretty crazy whacked out shit, but I think it's it's very cool. Oh my god, I saw that design and I was just like, is he in the Justice game? I'll play that guy. No, but there <laughs> um there is an outfit for Joker that you can get that is a, a cape and cowl. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, and it, it, it it's definitely not that level of disturbing, but you can tell it's it's um some not alright shit. I mean just a side note, Batman Metal, like what they came out with for it. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh man, this could be a really cool comic idea. Let's see how they go. And if you look at the actual designs, I was like, oh my god, this is actually a comic I want to read. Because <laughs> like they got Batman mixed with like Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, they have Batman if he harnessed the Speed Force. There's a Batman if he got if he took the Green Lantern's ring and never gave it back. <laughs> There's it looks like a Batwoman who stole uh, Aquaman's Triton. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I'm like, these are really cool concepts. These guys, they all look like Batman. So yeah, that's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else was on our docket? Um, Overwatch or Blizzard has released another short. A couple you of mean, shorts. You mean Blizzard is proving Com- that they're the Disney of uh, <laughs> video games? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they're making content that like. Well, I. Well, I, I mean, they're joke. making interesting content. I haven't I haven't played Overwatch since the fucking beta on my Xbox, but I'm I'm liking these shorts. What a, the shorts uh, I think watch, are awesome. Watch the five minute Hearthstone video. Right, it's literally a Disney musical number. It's just a whole musical, oh. number, and it's so pretty. It's so funny, and I was just like, I was like, you guys just make a movie. Yeah, I, I'm like, they keep releasing you know, these shorts. Um, they keep getting better and better, and and to be fair, League of Legends also kind of has that same thing going on for them. That their kind of animation department for their shorts are also pretty like on point. Why the fuck don't they just decide to like make some like 
20, 30 minute shorts, people would be yeah. pretty happy with them because they're like they clearly have the chops for it. Um, well, uh, you know, something I do that okay because Blizzard is such they're really good at making these shorts. Mm-hmm. Something I do on occasion, just because I think it's epic, is I watch the trailer for StarCraft Two: Wings of Liberty mm. because it's like okay, that's a movie I want to see. Yeah. It's a game I would like to play, but it's a movie I want to see. Granted, it's not a movie, and it never will be. But, like, that trailer's epic. And, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Like, Blizzard should make, should, like, okay, you have this great, these great shorts you're making. Make make a, make a half-hour show. Yeah. Or something. I mean... It be, I mean, it, just make, make a 30 or 40-minute movie about Thrall. And that'll be that'll be your sequel for what we had back last year in June. The thing is, they put out all sorts of content for their games to push them, which is great. Yeah, they make motion comics. Uh, they've done some cool little interactive things. They make these shorts, right? Um, and the thing is, though, like with the May short, very cinematic, right? Yeah, yeah. They also released a before the May short. There was one called Junkerton, which is about Junkrat and Roadhog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, it looks like it's made it with the in-game engine. Yes. And I liked that a lot. It was very simple, very fun, uh, very cartoony. And I was like, you know, if they got to release these things, at least maybe release them like with a series or something, like more mm-hmm. frequently. Because it yeah. seems like, the way I feel about the Junkrat one was... They had the one team making the May thing, and then they had another team go and say, hey, make something about Junkrat. Yeah. And that's and they were both great. Yeah. Because they were yeah. true to character. Also, the, when the May thing came out, I was like, this is going to be fucking heart-wrenching. Oh, it, it is in its own right. Uh, yeah. The Junkrat one was is very indicative of, like, old Hanna-Barbera kind of cartoons. It oh, felt so very, nice. like, Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner-like. Um, with that kind of same charm to it. So yeah, like, they can kind of do whatever, and they, like, should do it more. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I I don't play that many Blizzard games, but this shit is just awesome to see. Yeah. The one thing that I really liked that Blizzard did, I just remembered this. Did you guys see? It was for, what, what expansion for that was it for WoW? Um... It was it was the orc one, uh, warlords uh, of Draenor. Yeah, not the cinematic trailer, mm. but it was a trailer where this I don't know what species he is. He was like purple and had like tentacles. Draenei. For yeah, I think that's what it was. And he was talking to the king or the prince or whatever, and he was talking about all the chiefs in the iron iron whatever iron horde. Yeah, and. As he was explaining to him, he would tell the stories, and all the stories were these beautifully painted landscapes, which they added a little bit of movement to, like you saw gusts of wind or like a shift of the face, but not so much. And they were great, just watching all of those. All I think there were all five, I think there was about five chapters they were talking about, mm-hmm. and it was great. And I love it when Blizzard puts those out. I love them. Yeah. And I love these shorts they're putting out. They're great. So it's like, Blizzard, come on. You have the chops. Make a fucking movie. <laughs> you have enough money from from WoW, from Overwatch, and everyone buying loot crates. Make a film. I mean... I'd buy it. You know what's I would. really funny? 
when the first Overwatch hmm. trailer came out, yeah, everyone thought everyone's like, "Is this Pixar with guns?" Because that was the <laughs> first comment. And, yeah, you know, I mean, I would honestly when the you know the first Warcraft movie came out, right? Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, Blizzard should have just done it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they should have no, just totally. done a CGI movie, make it an hour and thirty minutes. I mean, honestly, like my favorite thing to do, Nick, is actually I watch all of the um, expansion cinematics for WoW because mm-hmm. they they're amazing. Are you kidding me? My favorite one will always be uh, Wrath of Lich King. I could watch that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone I no, I know someone on YouTube made a, a made a huge like compilation of all the trailers. Uh, from the premiere one up to the latest one. Oh, cool! Actually, it was it was before Legion. I think that's the latest expansion, right? Yeah. Correct me. Yes, Legion is the latest yeah. expansion. Yeah, it came out last year. They didn't have that one in this compilation that I watched, but they had everyone leading up to that. I think the last one was Cataclysm or Warlords. It's of Warlords of Draenor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Draenor. I think it was that, and it, they're. They're just great, and you also can see how awesome they got as they progress. Oh, yeah. Because when they get the when they get the warlords of Draenor, and uh, who's the main orc that killed that dude? You talking uh-huh. about uh, Garrosh? Yes, Garrosh. I think it was Garrosh. Mm. Well, he like I like just the up close personal like you, the detail in that. This is detail in a in a cutscene, not a game difference. But the detail in him, with the the skin and everything, it was awesome. Like fucking a Blizzard, you made this. You can you know you can make a movie, or at least like longer shorts. Yeah, which they we shouldn't be calling them shorts if they're longer. <laughs> but it was great. So yeah, I'm I'm all for Blizzard. Like, well, if I suddenly see like Blizzard say, "Oh, Blizzard Films," I'd be that'd be cool. Board. You know yeah. the one thing Blizzard does that's really nice, though? Mm-hmm. Was that uh, in the base short, they used a clip from a previous short. And, oh, the Winston thing? Yeah. Yeah. And I like that because at least with this, there's a there's a connection with all this content they're putting out. Yeah. it's Like, that's the one thing I, I hate when a lot of people try to put out content and stuff, right? It's not really – like, League of Legends creates a lot of really cool random content. It's not really canon to its story, and there's a lack of a story in that game now anyways, right? Yeah. But, you know, it's like they just put out cool stuff, and that's that's interesting. But at least with Overwatch, there's, like, they all the stuff they create, it's all canon. It's all connected. You just have to, like, look at the details. And that's just yeah. nice. That's, that's really a fulfilling. Lot. It is one of the few PvP, like, hardcore competitive games out there with a huge story to it. Mm-hmm. That everyone's invested to. Yes. I mean, people are invested in the WoW. Some people are invested in the League or Dota. But everyone, I think, is invested in Overwatch. People who don't play Overwatch are invested because it's such a rich story and it looks cool. And again, like, all these characters are stylized. They're not going for realism. They're colorful. It's vibrant. It's serious, but it's also funny. It's great. It has everything. I want Snowball. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, Snowball, it's just a, but we should be we should be wrapping up. But Snowball, he reminded me of the robot from Flubber. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? All right, yeah. Now Flubber, not a fantastic film, but I wanted one of them robots. Sure. <laughs> you know, and I, that's what Snowball. That's what Snowball reminded me of. 
actually, I you know what I can see happening because they already had all that stuff in the the trailer or not the trailer the the yeah. short. Mm, yeah. Because I was like, man, I really want a maze coffee mug because it's a merloc. <laughs> oh, it is. Uh-huh. A merloc. And I was just like, dude, I bet you I could buy that soon. I bet oh, you easy. they're gonna More fucking than... put that in the store, and I would be like, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> More than likely. More than likely, there's someone who's probably fucking around with a drone and making a snowball. Mm, yeah. 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 I could see. I could totally see Snowball being a drone. For I sure. can't find good pictures right now, but apparently at Gamescon, uh, Blizzard released a series of Overwatch statues. Cool. Oh, and they're I'm, I'm all, all beautiful. <laughs> I'm all about statues. I would love to have more statues and more figurines, like my the Marcus and the JD I have on my bookshelf. Mm. I would love more of that. <laughs> oh yeah, so. how's Kratos doing? Kratos is good. He's good. He's guarding my books. <laughs> Excellent. Oh yeah, fun fact, people. Remember that present I told Dick I got him? Yeah, he didn't get it for like a month, and, like two months. Yeah, I don't think I got it until mid mid July. I think it came on my doorstep. Yeah, sorry about so, that. Yeah, it's whatever. I mean, I wasn't like, I wasn't. You know, where's where is it, Shane? You're supposed to be my friend. Where's my fucking gift, you <laughs> oh, piece Ashley's, of shit? Ashley was gonna be like, he should call you out and just call you a liar from now on. You are a liar. I am. I'm a dirty, terrible liar. <laughs> You're a fucking piece of shit. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's it's pretty cool. So uh, the there's I have to, I just remembered this. It was on Facebook. I I put it out there. It was on um, the Gears of War page or whatever. And I I think they're showing off a, a figure of Kate, who's a new love interest, I guess in the in this. Mm-hmm. And you know she's she's a, she's a fun character. So mm. and I typed into it like. Man, I would love a statue of Marcus in his chair with holding a beer. <laughs> and everyone like immediately liked that comment, and they're like, "I agree. I would pay for this. This is awesome idea. Fucking make that shit." And I'm like, "Oh man, I so want Marcus in the chair. I want Marcus in his old beat up recliner holding a mug. Because that's what that's the first time you see him in the game. Mm-hmm. Is that is when he when he." When you walk into his uh, little shack that he lives in, yeah. But yeah, I, I would so love that—a grizzled Marcus sitting in his chair as a as a statue. <laughs> but yeah, I'm all about figurines and I'm all about Blizzard shorts. So I guess with that, we should probably wrap up. Yep. Alrighty. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. If you're on Facebook, maybe give it a share, a comment, maybe. Yeah, give it a share, give it a comment. Hey, and if any of you guys are uh, skilled in audio and you want to make some music for us, shoot us a message. I'm just throwing that out there. It'd be kind of cool if we had some audio for this. Mm. Some music, intro and outro. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, that'd be very cool. <laughs> it'd be very cool if we have fans out there that can do this it'd be awesome for sure yeah and uh, I guess with that we are out yep, yep. deuces y'all peace later days <laughs>